Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back from the weekend. Hope yours was good. Ours was better. Actually, ours was good. Yours was better. Flip, flip that. Vice versa. AJ Salveson here live on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan. 401 your kickoff time. A lot to get to in a little amount of time to do it. Remember, we are a one-hour show the rest of this week. And then starting next Monday, it is 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., all the way through next May or later, based on how the Utah Jazz do in the NBA playoffs. Uh, so again, 4 to 5, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 30, Thursday, Friday this week. 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. starting next Monday. We're already back. Can you believe that? It feels like yesterday we were getting ready to just do a one-hour show, have a ton of content to fill in. It was super easy. And uh, now we're already back in the thick of it. We're getting you ready for fall camp, which starts on Thursday at 1, actually not at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock uh, for the Utah State Aggies fo- football team as they get ready for the 2019 season. And Wake Forest on Friday, August 30th, a 6 p.m. kickoff Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and the season will be underway from there. So again, fall camp this Thursday, again, starts for the Utah State Aggies. Wednesday is media day for Utah State football, which means we will be there. Al Lewis, Craig Hislop, myself, Eric Franson, will gather all the audio we possibly can that your brains can possibly handle and bring it to you uh, for Wednesday show, Thursday show, Friday show, and the rest of the rest of the way leading up to, uh, to the season opener. We'll get audio from not only Coach Anderson, Coach Sanford, and Coach Justin Enna, We'll also get it from players uh, such as Savon Scarver, Jordan Love, David Woodward, and many, many others. Um, a couple of announcements uh, uh, on a, a addition, subtractions, if you will. Uh, it has been reported that Jamarcus Ingram has entered himself into the transfer portal. That is a huge loss for Utah State. Ingram was a big part of the last year's squad uh, defensively. They you know, they'd already lost a ton of talent. Uh, they lose another one, one who's experienced. So Jamarcus Ingram uh, is no longer uh, going to be part of the Utah State football team as he's getting ready to transfer out from Utah State. Kind of, kind of head-scratching, too, when you think about it. Someone like uh, Jamarcus, who, under Justin Enna, I think would have thrived in that system. Ingram would have been almost like, I don't know if I, I mean, he's identical to John Charlie Rockmore, but I feel like his skills are. And the talent and the athletic ability and the instinctness and the, uh, the instinctiveness, excuse me, and the high IQ, I, I think he would have fit that bill just perfectly. Um, Ingram had other thoughts. I don't know when, I don't know why he's transferring. I don't know when he decided to transfer. I don't know where he's going. Uh, but that's a that's a big bummer for the uh, Utah State Aggie football team. We'll get into more Aggie talk here uh, in just a little bit. Eric Franson is... Somewhere in the studio, doing something that uh, is important. So he'll be in studio with me in a few minutes. I, but first of all, I, I, I have to taste, tell you the story just because I think it was funny. Um, the whole Ezekiel Elliott thing, just so we can get this out of our system, is an absolute joke on both sides. Dallas knows they need a running back in order for Dak Prescott to be able to be successful on the field. 
having Dak throw the ball 55 times or whatever it is, almost Brady-esque, is not going to win that team any football games. They need a running back. They need a running game. Ezekiel Elliott is that running game. And the fact that they won't pay him is mind-boggling to me. Because I think he is just, if not more important, more vital to that offense than Prescott is. Now, obviously, Jason Wynn coming back from retirement. We'll see what that can add up to be or his productiveness will be. You know, tight ends take hits all the time, whether they're blocking or catching passes. Um, It obviously wore down on Rob Gronkowski that he ended his career uh, after nine years and three Super Bowl wins. But for Jason Wynn, we'll see how long he can actually be durable enough to take those hits continually even after sitting out one season. But for the Cowboys and them not to pay Ezekiel Elliott is is crazy, absolutely crazy to me. Uh, but on the other hand, and flip that board over, Ezekiel Elliott's not all pure clean here. Why is he in Cabo or getting to go to Cabo when his contract is in dispute? If you want to play football so badly, get your butt back and they're sitting in the office of Jerry Jones. You sit with your agent and you figure out something until you know that you have a team to play with. It's great that you're rich. It's great that you have all that money. But, man, if you want to play so badly, get to the office. Go to the. You sit down with the owner, the GM, or whoever it is and say, you know what? Let me fix this. Let's fix it now because I want to be in camp with my team. Right now, he is building a huge just wall between him and the Cowboys. Cowboys are sitting there saying, man, you're not here to help us out and get ready for camp for the season. We don't want you here in the first place. You all know the Antonio Brown situation uh, or the Earl, who was that for Seattle? Uh, I can't remember who it was, but the Seattle defensive back then, he broke his leg. Um, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, man, if, you're, if you have a football career, Make the team your priority when it's supposed to be your priority. There's a time to vacation and an offseason, and right now is not that time. Fix your issue. Eric Franson joins me here in studio now. Eric, good to see you. Happy Hi, Monday. Hi, <laughs> Yes, happy Monday, everyone. <laughs> Eric, uh, we're going to get into Utah State football. A lot of news to get to. Um, obviously, fall camp comes up this thir- Yeah, this Thursday, starting on Thursday. Media day, 1.30 on Wednesday. You, I, Craig Hislop, Al Lewis, all be there getting all the audio you can. Um, and yeah, we're going to get a ton of content. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get you ready for... Your brain's going to be on overload. All right, we're going to get you ready for the 2019 season in a big way. It's going to be fun. I'm And, and, and there's so many things to to uh, to discuss. Um, by the way, it was Earl Thomas. Thank you, John Russell. Earl Thomas for the Seattle defensive back who uh, was in a contract dispute, broke his leg, and uh, had a sign for these his sideline for uh, not taking care of him financially. So... Uh, anyways, there's so many questions that need to be answered for these Utah State team. Obviously, offensively, by the way, is what I mean. Defensively, special teams, they actually look okay. you got Dalton coming back. You've got uh, Dominic Everly coming back, one of the best kickers in the country. Um, and then you got Savon Scarver coming back. So you're covered in special teams. Special teams will be a weapon for Utah State, and really in all facets, should be. You know, punting uh, on field goal attempts, on kick returners. Uh, Utah State, that should be a real strength for the Aggies. Teams should think think long and hard about uh, do they want to punt the ball away or who are they going to kick off yeah. to. Uh, and so that's going to be a real strength for USU in special teams. 
the there are questions on offense. There are some questions on defense, though. Yeah, and by the way, if Dalton and 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 knock on wood and 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 God willing that Dalton stays healthy, but if for whatever reason something happens and he can't punt one game, we know how bad things can get. And they got ugly, ugly towards the end of the season in the punting game. True, true. Uh, so there, yeah. For the, the the starters and the main players, it looks good. But what's the depth? There you go. So that that's a cons- maybe one of those concerns that we have as we talk about Utah State getting ready for fall camp. Uh, what are some of the concerns? What are the questions? What's the depth with some of these positions in uh, special teams? So let's start offensively for Utah State. Obviously, Jordan Love comes back. Maxwell, Davey O'Brien, Heisman watch list, the whole shebang. He's your preseason Mountain West Player of the Year. He was Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year last year uh, after the end of the season, so this is almost like a, a no-duck kind of thing. Uh, after Jordan Love, you do have Jordan Nathan coming back. Uh, Stavon Scarver turns from returner, and then will also be playing receiver as well, but you lose Dax Raymond, you lose Jalen Green, you lose Ron Quavian Tarver, uh, and you lose a, a, a host of linemen. Uh, where's your biggest concern offensively for the Aggies, Eric? Well, my number one concern coming into the Utah State 2019 season is Jordan Love did great last year, but he had a great wall in front of him that allowed him to perform, and he had great targets to throw to. So the the biggest question for me is coming into this this season is what will that offensive line look like to protect him? Will they give him that wall? Will they give him time? Uh, if he has time, he'll be able to find and develop his targets. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have time with an, uh, relatively speaking, um, inexperienced, not as experienced wide receiver core, it could be a bad combination. But if he has, if he has time, he'll find them. Yeah. So for me, it's that offensive line. Some people are saying, uh, looking at Utah State and freaking out. Ah, oh, this team is. Lost so many offensive linemen from a year ago. Look at how many guys they graduated, and they've been there for so long, and blah, 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 blah. But the, the team, that is true to a degree, but this team had such huge leads last year that they were able to cycle in quite a few guys and then couple that with the new rule about redshirting, and there were guys that played a lot of yeah. quality snaps. It didn't count against anything. Yeah. And so I'm not as concerned. Yeah, I'm not as concerned going into this season as perhaps I might have been several years ago in similar circumstances. Because Utah State was able to build such big leads, it gave opportunities for other guys to get quality reps. Because reps in game are always better than reps in practice. So there, it's not like these are guys coming in totally cold. But still, it's a new unit. It's a very important unit. And uh, being in the trenches together when it's really tough and not when it's just cakewalk time is very different. So that's what that is probably the biggest question mark for me coming into the 2019 football season. I love it. No, I love it. And you know, you got Alfred Edwards Jr. coming back. Obviously, he was injured, so he didn't get to finish the season. Uh, so you do have him coming back, and he's extremely talented. Uh, whether the rest of the offensive line can take care of Jordan Love and be able, I mean, now in quality. Big minutes, you know, in games that will matter when they're playing the whole entire game. Can that can the rest of the line do their job? And, you know, when I look at Jordan Love, you're right, accurate quarterback. I mean, and he had, I mean, there was some snaps where he had a chance to comb his hair, you know, brush off his jersey, wave to his girlfriend, then throw the forty yard bomb to Jalen Green. <laughs> 
I mean, he had all the time in the world, Eric. Yes. And 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 but then I remember the Boise game, and Boise mixed things up, got in his face a little bit. Wyoming did the exact same thing. Right. Got into Jordan Love's grill, and Jordan got rattled. Right. How does he handle pressure? So it it specifically about Jordan Love. How does he handle pr- pressure? How does he progress this year from what he did last yeah. year? Can it's going to be a much diff- more difficult situation for him. Um, he he still has one returning running back that he's familiar with, but he's going to develop uh, another one. He's got to figure out a, new, a relatively new offensive line. He doesn't have the same targets to throw to. Yep. Sure hands. Dax Raymond is not in the mix. Yeah. So there. You know, how does he do personally in developing his skill set to take that to the next level? You know, Kurt Warner once said something really interesting. It's easy to throw a 25-yard out route with nobody guarding you, nobody pressuring you, and the guy's one-on-one. But can you do it in a tight window with a linebacker coming up the B-gap ready to take your head off? And again, Jordan Love is an extremely good quarterback when he's not pressured. I look at that Boise State interception uh, last season, and it was because a blitzer came back and he didn't call it, he didn't see it, uh, and, and got rid of the ball, was rushed, and then it had it picked off. Wyoming did almost the exact same thing. Boise State, excuse me, Boise State copied the blueprint of what Wyoming did and took it to another level. But give credit to Wyoming because they had the talent and the backers to disguise things and give Jordan Love all sorts of trouble the whole entire day. And really, if it weren't for Savon Scarver, we probably would have lost to Wyoming. Be flat out honest with you. Um, but again, it, it's going to be about... It wasn't a great game. No, it was not a very good game. Uh, for me, I'm looking at, and you already mentioned, no more Dax Raymond. And I remember how huge... Dax Raymond was for a, a majority of that season. I remember the big catches he had against Michigan State. Uh, he had a couple of huge ones against Colorado State as well. No Aaron Vaughns is another one. Aaron Vaughns was sneaky good. He had some great games at the end and, of the season. And the speed he could put on on a one-on-one coverage or to be able to break down his own coverage was incredible. I love Aaron Vaughns, and that's a huge loss for them as well. So my question is, is the receiving talent. Carson Terrell now has got to take the place of Dax Raymond. Taylor Compton's now going to be in. You've got Jordan Nathan, Savon Scarver. Do you have a deep threat, though, like Ronquavian Tarver was? Well, or Jalen Green was? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't feel like, Ron, like Utah State really had a good deep threat last year. Ronquavian Tarver was more of a possession receiver. He, oh. he did the fade route great in the end zone. Um, and... Uh, Green was was a great target that way, but I don't know that Utah State had a a burner that could just be a deep threat guy necessarily. There were explosive plays, but most of those weren't because Jordan Love chucked it thirty yards downfield. Well, I mean, there was some of that. There was some of that, but uh, I think that this this year's squad with wide receivers, I think, has maybe a little bit more of that. What they don't have is that possession sideline receiver guy. That's the thing. And that's they don't a, have that and big that's a tall guy you, you can just up. chuck it to. And because Ron Quavian Tarver's favorite route versus BYU is the fade route. And he ran it at least 75 times and caught it 65 times. And I'd say eight of those were for touchdowns. Like, they just, I mean, Love kept feeding Tarver in the end zone. Right, on the they fade knew route. they had a mismatch and they took and advantage, they took advantage of, it. of it. And yep. BYU got eaten alive by it and they couldn't stop it. And that's the same... With, right, and I don't know that Utah State has that guy this year. Yeah, I mean, Hextall which, has that size. 
Uh, he had some moments and opportunities to get in games and try to show out a little bit last year. It didn't quite I work out. It turned out, yeah. So, I mean, do, how much does he evolve into that role? Are there other guys that have opportunities to evolve into those roles? Or or is the offense going to be looking a little bit different because th- th- you don't have that guy? Yeah. Uh, and, and then, is, is Tompkins a receiver? Is it, is it, what is it, is it Kendrick Tompkins? Who's their, uh... He's uh he didn't play a lot last year. He played in some of the garbage time minutes. I uh, want to say he's Tompkins. Yeah. Is was he a running back or a receiver, Eric? And I cannot. And I'm actually looking through the media guide as we speak too. And I'm just trying to remember this. A little producing on the fly. But I think he's another one who he has great speed and if healthy, I think he's a very very reliable receiving target. Good hands. Really good hands, and he caught some tough passes last year. Yeah, Devin Tompkins. Devin, thank you. Uh, five foot seven wide receiver is how he's listed. So he'd be more of a slot guy then, wouldn't he? Then there's a lot of those guys. Because Taylor Compton, how tall? How tall is Taylor Compton? Taylor's because he's in that slot position, as is Jordan Nathan. So is their tallest receiver? Taylor Compton's five eight. Jordan Nathan's five eight. Do they have a receiver over <laughs> six foot? Uh, yes. I mean that's. Um, Besides Carson Terrell, right. well, yeah, we, Carson Terrell is. Um, oops, and I just uh, hit the wrong button. Uh, well, Hextall is. Yeah, how? What's what's Hextall size? You know. <laughs> I should have looked. You guys, that I just pushed the wrong button. It just went out. <laughs> We're producing on the fly. No, anyways. So, but but, but at the same time, the, the height is such an advantage for Utah State, and that's what something that Jordan Love could look to on a fade route or on a mid crossing route about fifteen yards deep. Someone he could put the ball high above a linebacker's hands, and that he knew the guy could go up and get. Dax Raymond, Ron Quavin, Tarver were those guys last year. Uh, so there's a new guy, Sean Carter. Uh, JC transfer, uh, he's six foot four, uh, so we don't really know a lot about him just yet. Um, but the, most of the other guys are six foot or under. Um, uh, Cannon Eaton, he's a freshman, uh, six foot four. Uh, CLC Mariner, uh, let's not forget about him. Uh, that's a graduate transfer from Utah. from Utah. Yeah, he's six two, so that's that's going to be a good target. Um, but yeah, not it, it's pretty relatively small wide receiver core by by and large. Most of them are six foot or or shorter, so not very many guys. Oh wow! Uh, but I I'm interested to see in fall camp how. In fact, the I don't even see Hextall in the. Uh, he's not listed in the roster. Oh, I think I might have saw something about that, actually. This is the second guy we've discovered today who's not on the roster we we're expecting to have back. Yeah, I I saw something about him somewhere. I need to look that up really quick. Uh, <laughs> the other one was, uh, yes, a big surprise yeah, for us. Yeah, do we want to talk about that? Are we allowed to? Or Well, look, well, it's not in the media guide, and we were on, we wanted to interview him. Coming up this week, and we're like, are we just missing something? And we asked, and it was confirmed. No, there's a reason he's not in the media guide, because he's not here. Uh, and we're talking about Baron Gajkowski. We don't need to dance around it. I mean, we he, we wanted to talk to Baron, uh, and that led to one of our other questions about uh, this Utah State football season and the team coming up for this upcoming season. Um, Baron Gajkowski is not in the mix. He won't be there. 
Uh, And he's a guy that plays with a lot of heart. I love his energy. Plays hard, uh, throws his body with reckless abandon, and it sounds like that's kind of what got caught up to him is that uh, just injuries just prevented him from being able to play. So uh, that's a that's a big bummer. Um, Garen's a guy that can make or Barron's a guy that can make some big plays and uh, really come at you, but he has battled uh, injuries and hasn't always been available. Yeah, that's tough, and I feel bad for Barron. And you know he's a you know he's a baller, and he he lives on the gridiron. And feel obviously injuries caught up, and and uh, that's. That's just so doggone unfortunate. Um, man, I cannot find anything. I mean, no surprise, but I can't find anything on Hextall right now. Yeah, I have nothing on him. So, huh. That's fun. All right, well, we'll try to figure that out. Uh, more than just receivers, now running backs. Obviously, Darwin Thompson, Eric Elise, a draft early, gets drafted by Kansas City, by the way. He's going to have some big-time plays in with Kansas City. He looks really good in camp from what I've seen and read so far. I'm not a big Kansas City Chiefs guy, but uh, it sounds like he's got big things going for him over there in uh, in Casey at the Arrowhead well, They're Stadium. very excited. Oh, they're yeah, all they're really thrilled. excited about having him uh, for his work ethic, for just his, his body and how he's developed his body and uh, his explosiveness. Uh, and, and explosive defines Kansas City Chiefs. So mm-hmm. uh, he'll. Uh, it could be interesting to see how he fits in with with that group. And uh, yeah, I'd absolutely agree with that. Uh, Gerald Bright, though, he'll take the majority of the carries, or at least a major load of it. What's your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean Gerald Bright. I think is going to be a good running back. Um, I think he's a guy that uh, yeah is is explosive. He can see the hole and he hits it well. Uh, I think he's got good feet, um, good footwork. Um, he it would be nice to have another one two punch to go alongside him. I think that's when he was at his best, when he didn't have to um, be the lone back. It used to be that everybody was all up in arms that you had had one back. Just a, a platoon system just doesn't work. Well, I think that we've shown that actually it does. It works really. And well. We've seen this a lot of different places. The one position that everybody seems to not feel like that. Is adapted for every other position position except for the quarterback, and I think we may may be evolving into an era when that starts to change a little bit. But um, for the running back position, Gerald Bright is the guy. But uh, who the other guys are and how well they develop you know, into that uh, into that position uh, that is a that's a good question. Like, what is that depth like? What does that running back room uh, look like? Um, who's going to be able to? Who's going to be involved running the ball? So Jalen Warren's a transfer out of Snow College. He's a JUCO. Uh, he's a junior this year at five eight two fifteen. So he's got he's got some good weight on him, uh, despite his size. Uh, you also got Chase Nilton, who may or may not see a little bit of time. Yeah, kind of converted. I mean, he was a, a corner. He was in the secondary, and they've converted him into a running back. Uh, sophomore Sione Fioco, uh, five seven one ninety five. He's a sophomore. Uh, at a Cottonwood High School. Uh, and then you also have Riley Burt, the BYU transfer, who comes from local box elder, just out of Brigham City over the mountain. Uh, you could see him maybe getting some carries as well. I'm not sure what his production was at BYU. I don't remember hearing him a lot, to be honest with you. But, I mean. Yeah, I don't think it was much, but um, you know, it, it, it's about here's a local guy from the area. Uh, he's been in another program. He's he's. Uh, it's not like he's coming up from a junior college rank where he may be. 
uh, has to adapt to Division One style football. So I think there could be some opportunities for him there. Uh, and then there's also another freshman, Enoch Nawahine, who comes from uh, Kahuku High School in uh, Hawaii. And there's some people who are pretty excited about him and what he may be able to do for Utah State. But some of these guys, we might not see them. I mean, they, they may redshirt. They may not really be in the mix just yet. Yeah, when you have a running back depth chart that deep, you know guys are going to probably end up redshirting. They just need to deal with that. Guys who I don't think will redshirt, of course, is Gerald Bright. I don't think Riley Burt. Actually, he can't anyways. Chase Nilton is an interesting guy to me. I think Chase Nilton, I don't know how much he sees at the running back position, but I think in few and far between that you can maybe see him as a slot receiver or something to that effect to be able to give a breath to a couple of the starters. Yeah, somebody who's, who is lines up as a running back but really is there to catch balls. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe not so much to pounded up the middle as much as it is uh, to execute um, uh, screen passes and uh, give options to Jordan Love if what he originally had in front of him isn't really going to work. He's the security valve. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like the idea of the way this offense looks. The challenging thing is that you don't have that, and I hate to say it, and I hope the Aggie football team, whoever's listening, doesn't take offense to it, but that cupcake schedule that you got to, you know, got to play around with last year is not going to be around this year. Not with the likes of, we've talked about it before, but LSU, Wake Forest, at Fresno, at saying we say you got Colorado State at home, but you also got Boise State at home, BYU at home. Um, it's, it's just, there's no easy way with this schedule. And so you're going to see how good this offense really is this year. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. LSU has a bye before they play USU. <laughs> So we'll yeah. get a good look at that. Thanks, scheduling gods. <laughs> That's great. It's how it is. It's uh, how it is. By the way, you, you talked about Riley Burt, just a little bit about his yeah. profile. Please, please. He, he didn't do a whole lot while he was at BYU. I mean, he did rush for over 300 yards and two touchdowns during his junior season. Um, he ran for – he actually had a nice showing in their bowl game in the up in Boise. Mm -hmm. uh, 110 yards and a touchdown. Um he carried the ball 13 times, so he he uh, was featured, uh, kind of the featured back. Had opportunities there to do that. So uh, hopefully this means you know, Utah State's catching him as he's starting to come into his own. Uh, but six foot one, two ten, um, yeah. And Utah State's going to need somebody like that. Uh, Gerald Bright's not going to do it all himself. Absolutely. As much as we might love Gerald Bright <laughs> and uh, his smile and his attitude and the way he goes about he things, he's hilarious. The interview, he is great. He's the best. He's great, but. Uh, Utah State needs they need depth at running back. They need multiple guys who can mix things up and run the ball and, and get the job done. All right, coming up, it's time to talk defense. This defense was legit last year. They lose some talent. Who do they replace with who? That's all coming up. Eric Franson's in studio. I'm Ajay Salveson. It's 428 here on Monday. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Four thirty-one, your time. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Congratulations, everybody! You made it through the weekend. Not to mention, more importantly, you've made it through the dead. Are you going to congratulate me? You've made it through the very toughest time of the year. 
Okay, there's my mic. Let me know when you're done, please. Okay, I won't I won't crumple the paper anymore. You know what that reminds me? You know what that garbage reminds me? Is that stupid Andy Warhol commercial I know you say that from the every, Super Bowl. You say that every time. I hate that sound. Okay. Uh, you're not going to congratulate me, though? You congratulate everybody for making it through the weekend. All this other stuff. What am I congratulating you for? I, I deserve a congratulations. For what? I won pick six. Again. I I know. I know. But, and you know what I get, people, here's, here's the thing. Here's what I have to deal with almost every Monday. IJ walks into the studios and throws food at me. I don't Because throw. he's so disgusted that he loses. Now, rather than get his stuff together and do proper research before pick six happens, he just rather lose and just throw food at me because he's a sore loser. I am not a sore loser. And this time it was like... I don't feel like can I gift you. I don't know what it was. It's like this dense... What was it? A loaf of bread or something? Whoa! I haven't opened it up yet to eat you it. You insensitive, ungrateful you threw the back jerk. of my head. I no. think I have a concussion. Yeah, and you're not going to have a concussion. I need it's to a call loaf HR. Of bread. It's Workplace a loaf of violence. bread. No, it's banana bread. Is that what it is? What <laughs> do you mean? <laughs> it was dark and, and heavy. Dense. Every time I have to, I, I I check my pick six on Monday. I I just I feel like this. No God! No God! Please no! 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 <laughs> every flipping week, every week I feel like that. For the last four weeks, Eric, I've been punished. I like it. It's good. It's a fun game. I enjoy playing. I'm sure you do. Four weeks in a row I have lost. I am on a four-week losing streak. That is the career high for me. Hey, wait, hey, wait until... Come on. You, you got two things correct. At least. Shut it. <laughs> wait until fantasy football. Michael Scott's tots is going to beat you down. What did you name your team, by the way? My, my team? For fantasy football? Oh, it's been the same for years and years. Uh, it's a it's a it's a infraction in football. It is an official football term. So do you I, think there's such infractions in wit in uh, Wittich or whatever that is? Quidditch. Yeah, that. Oh man, <laughs> whoever goes after the snitch, there ought to be some infraction if you if you don't grab it right. No my <laughs> my team <laughs> my. My NFL. <laughs> Sorry, if you haven't seen videos, go watch a video. How, you'll understand how Quidditch about. is played, like not in the movies, but by like real people, and <laughs> it's messed up in so many ways. <laughs> the whole thing about the snitch is. Oh. Uh, anyway. My football team name in fantasy football is Illegal Touching. Mine's Michael Scott's talk. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, with big, with our uh, pick six, the winners of what happened in the in the uh, yeah, big three. Read it. The winners were Threes Company, so they beat Killer Threes. So you got that part correct. Then it was the Triplets. 
You got that part correct, but then it was Bivouac, and they beat the aliens. So you got two out of three in that one. I only got, and I also got two out of three, but so we pushed on that one. You want to speed this part up? Anyway. Because no one cares. Uh, enough of pick six. I'll enjoy my banana bread. No, you're not. You're going to throw it away. In solace. You're probably going to feed it to your horses on your 500-acre ranch. <laughs> wow, I want one of those. <laughs> okay, so we went through uh, Utah State offense. There's yep. some big questions for Utah State football coming into the fall camp. Just a few. The players report on Wednesday. That's when they're available to the media. But the camp starts. Practices begin on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've gone through some of the questions that we have for offense. And th- there are some questions on defense as well. Not as many for me, honestly. Uh, I'm feeling a lot more confident about Utah State defensively than I am about Utah State offensively. I think there are enough guys coming back on that defensive line. Enough guys coming back in the linebacker core and enough guys coming back in the secondary that I feel not as concerned. I mean, you're always a little nervous coming into any season, but I think the talent level that's there uh, and the coaches that are there helping them along the way has me really excited. Okay, so let's start with the defensive line then, Eric. Obviously, T. Benalier is back. Huge, huge good return for the Utah State Aggies. Uh, but from there, you're looking at, is Caleb Rep a defensive end, by the way? The uh, Utah transfer? What is he? Uh, sorry, who? Yeah, sorry, Caleb Rep. The uh, Utah transfer? Uh, they list him as a tight end, actually. Oh, because he played defense. Oh, so they, oh, they worked on his offense because he was a defensive guy to start for the first two years for Utah. And they must have developed him to an offensive guy. Yeah, six foot five. And there is a little bit, Utah State is a little bit thin at the tight end position. Uh, Bryce Mortensen comes back off of his mission. He was a great talent at Skyview. Big body, good hands. Carson Terrell has experience coming back. I don't know if I would classify him as having good hands. He needs to improve that a little bit. Um, and Travis uh, Bowman, uh, it was ba- he's back a little bit. So there are some guys that are back at the tight end position for USU. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's interesting that rep they're classifying him as a tight, tight end. end. Mm-hmm. So on the on the defensive line, another guy who I'm really looking forward to seeing play again is Christopher Yunga. Yes, uh, he is a monster to handle. Chris Yunga, uh, he's it's going to be his senior year. Uh, nose guard for Utah State, uh, physical. Yeah, uh, in the trenches. In those some of those guys at that position they don't get their names called very much because they're not coming around the edge and getting sacks. Or a tackle for loss, but uh, he's in the middle mixing things up, and he's a, a good point of attack for Utah State defensively. You know, I, I think it was, was it the BYU game when they were just trouncing him, and Chris Nunga got through the middle again, and the offensive lineman was so sick of him that he wrapped his arms around him and drug him to the ground, flat out, clearly holding no flag. And remember, Chris Nunga on his knees looks at the ref like. Are you really? <laughs> and I asked him after the after the game. I said, "So, uh, what did you think about the holding?" And he says, "I didn't. I was. I just." He goes, "I was upset." And then I looked at the scoreboard, and I just knew everything was okay. <laughs> like he is such a competitor, but he's such a funny guy too. I'm excited to have Chris go back. He could be huge uh, for this defense. Other um, another one, Caden Anderson and Devin Anderson. They both lettered last year. Uh, I don't remember the. Did Devin saw some playing time? Yeah, Devin did. Yeah, Devin did. Uh, he's a he's another big personality guy. Uh, I think that he's developing a lot more. I think he's one of those guys that I'm going to be looking for 
as a, a guy that can bring a lot of nasty on the defensive line. Um, I think he's got some good mobility, and uh, he, he can mix things up down there. He's fun to watch, and I think this is going to be a big year for him. Uh, it needs to be a big year for yeah, him. Yeah, it has to be. Other uh, returning letterman, we'll get into the uh, specifics about some of these guys here in just a little bit. Shaq Bond. Uh, Retisoni Feta. Oh man, it's gonna be rough. Keeping yeah, Allier, Andre Andregason. Uh huh. Uh, Jared Green, Cameron Haney's another big name that's gonna have to step up. Jamarcus Ingram is in the transfer portal. He is leaving Utah State. That's a huge loss. A huge loss for Utah State. Uh, Zahodri, Zahodri, Zahodri Jackson is another. He's big another one. guy. Could be a ball hawk. I think he has that potential. Is he to... a sophomore this year? Um, he me... really is a sophomore. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a sophomore. No joke. Just young, uh, but I thought he he made some good plays last year. Showed some uh, some real upside. So uh, another opportunity for him. I think he's going to get some playing time, even though he's young uh, and uh, real athletic. I think he's got a good eye for the ball. I'll see another one. Jacoby Wildman, defensive end. That's uh, he's a graduate. Uh, he's he's coming back for one more year. Yeah, he's had some I injury like, issues, but he uh, hopefully he can stay on the on the field. I think he can uh, be a difference maker. Um, he's had he had some moments where he made some big plays, and so, oh, you always cheer for the local guys. Oh, yeah, you always, always yes, you're always yes, pulling yes, for yes, them. Yes, yes. Uh, Logan High product. Uh, you, you hope that uh, things work out well for him, and he's able to uh, get some some things done this year. Uh, we'll start to the next position. This is where this guy comes from, David Woodward. You've all heard his name before. If you haven't, you can get out from underneath the rock that you've been sitting under. Uh, David Woodward is a All American preseason. All-American from Athlon Sports, from Phil Steele. He's first-team All-Mountain West Conference, uh, nominated by the conference itself, Phil Steele and Athlon Sports. Uh, he is His name is going to be everywhere, and his name is going to be called a lot uh, in, during the uh, games. I like David Woodward. He's going to be the captain of this linebacking crew. Eric? Yeah, and you've got uh, Metzenheimer yep. there as well. He's a guy that's been around for a little while. I think that... Early in his career, he had some injuries at Utah State. We didn't see much of him, but I think he's somebody who's developing. Uh, it's not. It's too bad that Geiskowski's not in the mix, um, but I think that uh, that linebacker group for Utah State has a really, really strong leader. May not be real vocal, but he gets it, the, that leadership done with what he does on the field with uh, David Woodward. And I think he's got some of the guys around him that can make some nice plays, too. Yeah, uh, that's that's the key. The linebacker crew is is going to be busy this year based on the way Justin Enna likes his defense. Uh, expect those linebackers to have plenty of production uh, throughout the entire season. The defensive backfield is going to be kind of interesting. You lose John Trail Rockmore. You don't have Jamarcus Ingram anymore. You no longer have Baron Konkowski. Of course, it's been reported that uh, we've heard from Utah State at least that he is no longer on the team due to injuries, uh, which is really unfortunate for a, a great ball player like Baron. Eric, uh you do have DJ Williams, though, and I think that's a good start. Yeah, DJ Williams is another one of those guys that's getting a lot of uh, preseason accolades uh, for some of the things that it's a reflection of what he did last year. Obviously, a lot of this preseason stuff is just a reflection of what you did the year prior, but he's another guy that um, uh, sees the ball well, makes some good plays. Um, I don't know that I'd classify him as a lockdown corner, but he's a guy that is – is quick and has a good nose for the ball and uh, is going to be a real asset for Utah State in the backfield. Well, that's what he talked about in spring ball, and you remember this. We know as we sat there and talked to him, he had a lot of confidence that he could be that lockdown kind of guy. 
and that he's going to get plenty of reps to do so, and he's going to have plenty of chances to do so against some of the really the best talent, in not only in the conference but in the country as well. Uh, uh, the question is for me in that position is Shaq Bond and yeah, his health. That's where I was going with that one. Uh, it, well, how available is he going to be? Now, we'd heard some things in the spring that he was really ahead of schedule with his recovery. I hope that's true, and I hope that continues because he could be another one of those guys. You know, pair Shaq Bond with DJ Williams and some of those other guys that are in that group, and uh, that that's a that's a good secondary for Utah State. That's going to make a lot of opposing quarterbacks think twice about throwing into tight windows. I remember his 100 yard uh, return for a touchdown and interception that same game. Toward, towards the end of the game, he uh, he tore his knee, and that oh my gosh, that was so unfortunate and. Uh, Coach Wells in the press conference, you all remember the audio. You guys played it on KVNU after the postgame. You could just tell Coach Wells was hurting with that one to lose Shaq Bond. He was so vital to that defense. I'm excited to see what Shaq Bond can do. Uh, he's another lockdown guy who can give you, a lot, like you said, a lot of trouble. He's not afraid to play the tall guys either. He can, He's a scrappy dude uh, defensively in the backfield. I, I like Shaq Bond a lot. excited to uh, have him back. Yeah, that may be the one one of the knocks in about the secondary for Utah State, and that's kind of an issue all over college football. You don't usually have really tall secondary. I mean, DJ Williams, he's 5'9". Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaq Bond, you know, he's 5'10", which is, a, I guess, a decent size, but uh, a lot of these guys aren't, aren't really that that big. You know, Cam Haney's 5'10". So... Um, if you go up against a team that has a, a good possession receiver, um, then it, it, it could be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, I mean, there is some worry, understandably so, but I like just, I, I guess the returning talent coming back is still good leadership talent. That's what they had last year with, uh, my gosh, who was the linebacker who got hurt? I can't even remember his name anymore. Um, came back for the Air Force game and had seven tackles. Uh my gosh. Oh, I don't remember his name. It's been so long. Uh, but And then you had the leadership from Chase Christiansen, which was huge. David Woodward has spoke very, very highly of Chase Christiansen and who he is as a, as a, as a player on the field and a guy off the field. Uh, John Trell Rockamore is another good leader. You lost him as well. Um, so some of the guys are going to have to step up and be more vocal. DJ Williams has talked about that. He wants to be that leader. Coach Anderson and Coach Enno both agree that he needs to do more vocally to be that leader, Eric. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's a question I have about Utah State football coming into this next year. Who are those vocal leaders going to be? There was great student player leadership. Gage Ferguson was another one. Last too. year. Oh, my gosh. Gage and those, a lot of those guys are gone. So who are going to be those great student player uh, vocal leaders. Yeah. And they don't always need to be the big loud mouth calling everybody out. You know, it, sometimes uh, the best leaders are, look, I let's just get it done, guys. And then they go out and they show you how to get it done. And everybody just has to work hard to try to stay uh, in, in their wake. Um, and I think that uh, Woodward is kind of one of those guys. Look, I'm going to go out and get the job done. If you want to play with me, um, you got to keep up. And so uh, I think that they don't always need to be big, loudmouth guys, but uh, you know who those vocal leaders are, wh- who are those just leaders on the field, who are they going to be this year? I mean, I think we have some ideas. I mean, it's, you got some guys that are coming back that were good leaders a year ago, but um, you lost a lot of them last year, a lot of them. So 
who steps up to that that plate. And it may not be for a couple of weeks before. I mean, we spring ball helps it. with that, but yeah. it once you get into fall and it's really you're really ramping up. Um, and you've got some new pe- new people here with the, the new freshmen or the JC guys. Um, this is a really important time to see who your leaders are. How well are they going to lead the team and be that second voice to what the coaches are trying to say? Yep, that's a, that's an absolutely great point. All right, coming back, we'll get you to your special teams. Not as big of a concern when you have not one, but two award finalists coming back, and both of them in very key positions. Eric France and Ajay Salson, 448 your time. We'll take our second break right now here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, RJ Salveson, you made it through the week and congratulations. By the way, congratulations not only that, but from now on, from this week... Till Super Bowl weekend, Eric, we have a football game. Pro or college from now until February 2nd. Really? Yep. What's this weekend? Uh, is it the Hall of Fame game? Oh, okay. That's right. Preseason NFLs. Preseason starts the next weekend. Uh, the, uh, the rest, at least the rest of the teams do, but this weekend's a Hall of Fame game. High school football begins August 16th. Oh my gosh, dude. I can't believe that. So excited for that. Uh, and like we did last year, it'll be a really big season on the air with our radio partners throughout the Cash Valley Media Group. Uh, every game will be on, home or away. Well, we think. There may be one that we're questioning. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's one game that for one of the teams that's maybe a little bit difficult to get to. But anyway, um, we've got a, a radio partner, a radio station, uh, a signal on your dial, a uh, place you can stream it live. And great recaps, by the way, on CashFallyDaily.com from you guys. You always keep the scores so you can see the scores. You can't miss it. All right, we'll update scores and standings. So we'll do that throughout the season. Looking forward to that. Should be fun. A lot of new coaches in new places or old coaches in new places. Um, so it's very intriguing, this uh, 2008 or 2019 high school football schedule for uh, Region. Are we now Region 11? Yeah, didn't they change it? it used to be Region yeah. Twelve, so but they took there out some a chunk of our stuff. class, by the way. Yeah, so like Spanish Fork's not in your class anymore. The region uh, is still the same, but it's a different name, and it's a whole different class too. With uh, just St. George schools, a few south of the border schools from Utah County, and then all us from uh, Northern Utah. So we'll get you ready for that, Eric. We have, I'd say, two minutes to break down easily the most important part of this year's team because of. How impactful they can be. And that's special teams. Dominic Everly, back. Savon Scarver, back. Uh, your punter, is it Dalton Baker, by the way? Yep. Or is it Aaron, Aaron Dalton? Or is it Dalton Baker? No, Aaron Dalton. Dalton Baker, he's a defensive guy. Yeah, Aaron Dalton is uh, is back as well. Uh, so, uh, Eric, if there's one, let me ask you this. If you have to rely on either a kick return specialist or a field goal kicker to win you a game, Savon Scarver, Dominic Everly, I mean, you're in good shape, right? Well, yeah, the starters that Utah State has at, at those key positions uh, has me excited. Uh, what the depth is at those positions, that's, yeah, that's still to be determined. We might be a little bit trouble. I mean, Jordan Nathan, I think actually, if I remember right, they put Nathan to field that punt. I can't remember who it was who botched it against Colorado State last year. I want to say it was Nathan. Might, no, it might have been somebody else. 
But uh, Kevin Durant, he botched the punt right off his chest. Uh, you could just tell he had lost it and he wasn't ready to be out there. But uh, hopefully uh, th that uh, whoever is in there besides Savon, or if anything, again, God willing that they're all healthy, but if anyone needs to back up that they can actually do the job. Yeah, uh, that's... And then the other thing, too, is what is this offensive or what is this entire coaching stuff? How well do they that's a good question. come together? It's a new coach. That's a great question. Sort of. Uh, a lot of different coaches, assistants on this staff than were here before. Some have come back. Um, and how well do they do in the Mountain West? They did okay in their final years in the WAC, but uh, there were a lot of really bad teams in that WAC. And this oh, is a yeah. very. Different animal. <laughs> the monstrous mountain. Very West different conference. animal. We're going to take our final break, wrap it up, and uh, we'll get you ready for Tuesday's edition of the Full Court Press. Eric France and Jay Salveson on 106.9 FM, The Fan. Less than 50 remaining here in the Full Court Press, a Monday edition. Eric France and Jay Salveson. Football is back. Grateful to have it back. Again, nobody gives you better Aggie coverage than this station with KVNU. Castle Radio Network covers the Aggies better. Don't go anywhere else to change your dial. You don't need to. It's us. Well, we're going to have a ton of stuff, a ton of content that we're going to be putting together over this next week with players and coaches uh, and make it all available to you guys so you can listen and uh, develop your own opinions of what you think about Utah State's 2019 football season. And don't forget, two-hour show starts next Monday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Again, giving There's you so the much very stuff coming down the pipe. We, we got to expand it. We got to get bigger. Can't wait. Got to go back up. to two hours. Good night, everybody. See you Tuesday. Tell your heart I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Football fans have access to all sorts of training camp news, but there's only one kind of report that truly matters, the injury report. The first team to get hit with extremely bad news was the Bengals. Star receiver A.J. Green caught it off during their first practice. He'll reportedly miss six to eight weeks with an ankle injury. To make matters worse, the Bengals were doing a special practice in Dayton and there were questions about the quality of the football field. Training camp is obviously important, but the main objective is to come out healthy. Now the Bengals will likely start the season without their best player, and they won't be alone. Other major injuries are coming. They always do, and they can have a huge impact. People may not have high hopes for the Bengals, even with Green in the lineup, but this certainly can't help. Hopefully your favorite team gets lucky and isn't next on this list to lose a good player before this season ever begins. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.